All right, everybody, welcome back to the One More Podcast. It's the podcast you always want when you want one more. What we've never been able to determine is the one more that you actually want. But you're going to get it tonight whether you like it or not. We've got a ton of stuff to get to, Super Bowl prop bets, fun stuff, mayhem, uh, Super Bowl parties. We don't know what's going to take place tonight. And we have taken our lives into our own hands and opened it up to fans of the One More Podcast who may jump in here tonight as we go through. So God help us all. Me, I'm just Ryan Hyatt. Thank you, me as the tour director. Uh, at Ryan Hyatt Media on Twitter, I do a little radio show. If you want to listen to it, that's cool. He is Carl Johnson down at the Beau Rivage at beautiful Biloxi, Mississippi, the race and sportsbook manager. And, of course, we've got Bill Berman, Ocean City, New Jersey. If nominated, he will not run. If elected, he will not serve. And that's only because of time spent in a Mexican prison. Happy uh, happy Friday, everybody. How we doing? I know. I'd highly recommend, you know, there's a lot of prisons out there, but if you're going to go, you want to go, you want to go Mexico, not Turkish, Ryan. And the other thing you said, by the way, that sums up my uh, entire marriage, uh, my wife would tell you it was the theme of our marriage, which is uh, you're going to get it whether you like it or not. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> hey, you guys signed up for this. This is what's going to happen tonight. So, man, here we are. Uh, we've made it. Uh, I understand why we have to have two weeks in between the championship games and the Super Bowl. I get it. I understand it. And I hate it because I can talk myself into anything regarding the, this game over the course of two weeks. Given enough time, right? Yeah. Yeah. We're we're all guilty of that. (laughs) You know, and I I don't know, you know, it's, it's kind of interesting call for you down there at the Beauvage being, you know, more of a regional book that doesn't have any, I lost him. I lost Ryan too. Oh, I feel I, I feel no, good. I'm you're here. Back. You're back. Okay. There you are. My no. Okay. Yeah. Well, I, I, I repeat that. I'm sure it was bit. very important. <laughs> no, it was very nice. Uh, no, Carl, I was going to ask you with the two weeks off between the games and a book that's kind of regional. Did people check out on this game for a week and a half? When did they start getting back into it down there at the Beau Rivage? Yeah, I mean, we have we've we've been into a lull, uh, you know, for a week, uh, you know, and then uh, you know yesterday afternoon you could, you know, all all this week you can kind of sense it coming. Uh, last week, you know, was a little bit of a break for everybody, which you know I took three days off, and I was that's the first three days I've had off in you know in a row in a long time, uh, but. Uh, you know, this week uh, it started ramping up yesterday, and it's just going to continue to to ramp up until kickoff. Uh, so yeah, I think they have checked out a little bit, gave everybody a little break, and uh, you know, wow. I mean, think about this, guys. You, did this football season just absolutely fly by? One hundred percent. Right. I feel like uh, you know, and I I guess you always feel this way when you say things like that. I couldn't agree with you more, Carl. Like. I, this thing just was faster than I could ever remember a football season going by. Me too. And that's with an added week into the whole thing. Yeah. And all of a sudden we find ourselves where we are. So I'll go back to you, Carl. Uh, and, and, you know, we really – tonight it's hard to do kind of a sharp report. I guess we can, but not many games to look at, obviously, with one that we're kind of hyper-focusing on. But has there been anything interesting as far as where the money was going – over the last few days, has it shifted? Are we seeing maybe a little more Kansas City late? What 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 are you seeing down there? 
So uh, look, so we was I was talking about this last night. I I actually posed this question. I was on with uh, Tim Murray and Sean King on prime time last night. Beautiful people, beautiful yeah. people. Oh yeah, good guys. Uh, you know, look, we have been just absolutely inundated. Every ticket we write has been Philadelphia, Philadelphia, Philadelphia. Now the the large stuff we've probably taken. Uh, I don't know three or four fifty thousand dollar bets. A bunch of 25s and 15s, you know, a ton of those. But the big stuff hadn't come in yet. And I posed this question. So we opened here uh, Kansas City one and a half, just like everybody else. Well, that shit lasted like 10 minutes. Within 10, <laughs> within 10 minutes, that line had already flipped to where Philly was one and a half. Now, so our numbers have been solid all for, for two weeks our numbers have been solid and I've been actually looking at the national boards too. And their numbers resemble ours. We're getting 75% of the money on Philadelphia and 85% of the ticket count on Philadelphia. It's just been completely one-sided. That one and a half has not budged. Hadn't, hadn't blinked an eye. My question that I asked Tim and Sean last night was, and I'd like to hear what you guys think about this. Had Kansas City been the favorite, a point-and-a-half favorite, and had they got the data that we've been getting, 75% of the money, 85% of the ticket count, do you think that line would be frozen? Me, personally, I think that line would have jumped to, like, three. I agree with you. What do you guys think? Bill, knock it out. No, I I agree exactly with that, Carl. And I was curious what you were going to say about ticket count. Um, So – Full disclosure, we know we know how I feel about the Eagles, but I live in dead heart of the Eagle country. You literally right now, um, Thomas Gable talked about this last week on VSIN. Uh, you can't turn on your TV right now without an Eagle special. You can't watch the news because 20 minutes of it is Philadelphia Eagles and pictures of babies dressed in Eagles costumes. Um, every light, I'm not shitting you. The bridge lights in, in Ocean City, New Jersey are green. The street lights are green. Everything's green right now, okay? Now, where I'm going with all this is in years past that I've grown up in Eagle Country my whole life, there was always a little bit of doubt and fear in the minds of, of Eagle fans and Eagle Nation. Zero. I just got off the phone with, with my pal Lombardi, uh, who's on his way to Vegas right now. I told him I have never, they are literally, so uh, no exaggeration, the schools will be opened late. That's exactly what you've heard on the newscast. <laughs> they will be open late. They've never done that before. They are assuming when the schools will be open late on Monday. The city has shut down the streets in Philadelphia around the area that's celebrated. Uh, they've never done that, but they are shutting those down. Um, and every single person I talk to, uh, and watching and observing most of the media out there, uh, it is so heavily the Eagles are the better team. So I'm taking the Eagles. And for the life of me, I can't understand it because you can certainly argue that the Eagles are the better team. I, I hear you on that. But holy shit, I think it's kind of a photo finish, maybe maybe half a length. But it ain't it ain't like – this should not be ticket count looking the way it does. Yeah. And I can tell you that the emotions will be destroyed in this area 
They are not thinking there is any loss coming whatsoever. You know, uh, uh, excuse me, Ryan, I'm sorry. Um, so is this a situation that you guys think where, you know, so I, you know, look, I've, I've never been to Kansas City, Missouri, but I'm just thinking out loud here that that Philadelphia market, market, which spans into New Jersey and all those surrounding little communities like that, that's a huge market. And is that's what is that is that what is driving this nationally? I I, I you know I, I haven't I'm actually going to see I'm going to the Borgato on Sunday to watch a game with Thomas Gable. I I uh, I don't know what Thomas is seeing. We'll hear that tomorrow, but it would not shock me at all. But I I think it's bigger than that, Carl. I I think people have waited all season to come to the conclusion that the Eagles are for real. And now, as usual in life, like the pendulum swings too far. They were always for real, but the pendulum was over here. They were doubted. Now I feel like it swung too far the other way. Yeah. And it's, you know, they're, they're the, you know, the, uh, I don't know, pick your team, the 85 Bears with the defense to match. Ryan, I, I don't know what you're hearing or thinking. But... No, I, I think, Carl, you hit on something that's really interesting to me that we've watched over the last five years as, as we've seen legalization of sports betting across the country and dollar flow that used to go into certain areas. And you mentioned Kansas City. So you've got the riverboats on the uh, on the west side of town where you can go over and station casino and you've got some of that that's been there for a while and they've rolled it in. But it's not a huge sports betting area. Then you go back to the east with MGM, with DraftKings, fan, everything that you can get out there. That I, I'm wondering if this is – and it's really – again, it's fascinating to me that it's involving Kansas City and Patrick Mahomes and the team that everybody, nobody, there wasn't a total high enough the books could make. There wasn't a spread they couldn't make over the last four years that people wouldn't take Kansas City. And all of a sudden, we see this Philadelphia love. And I'm wondering if part of it is the redistribution of betting money across the country, that it used to be funneled more into Atlantic City or somewhere. It used to go out to Vegas that the heavy – the heavy money was going to have to go out there. It was going to have to fly out there one way or the other. And now is this maybe the first Super Bowl that we're seeing the real total impact across the United States of money dispersed and how it's reflected in a Super Bowl line? I know that's a long winded deal. No, no, it's, I think it's spot on, Ryan. And I'll shut up because I want to hear Carl's thoughts on that. But, but I think it's the combination of that, Ryan. I think it's the spread itself where you're basically just being asked to pick them, yeah. right? Um, and I, I think I do, I do think it's behavioral. I think people have overly comp- compensated the other way now. And I just I just said this to Lombardi. I like I get Patrick Mahomes is a little banged up, but he ain't dead. Shit, he's still Patrick Mahomes. Andy Reid is still injured, and like I am in shock. If it was 55, 45, I'm not having this conversation right now. I'm telling you what I'm hearing, and it's, again, people are like, hey, idiot, you're sitting in the middle of Philadelphia. I know that. I get that. But I'm telling you it's further than that. I'm when the, I'm watching. I've been paying attention to the – I love behavioral thought process and sentiment and investing, which is essentially what we're talking about. And Same it thing. Tilted very hard. I'll shut up. I want to hear what you say, Carl. Well, I mean, look, uh, just from – personal past experience you know I, I spent 10 years at the mirage 
Now, this was before that they got sports betting in, in New Jersey. But I can tell you, every weekend, I would I would be willing to bet my house that 80% of our crowd sitting in the Mirage was from the Jersey area. I mean, that, it's it, they really were. I mean, uh, so that's that area of the country, um, you know, how they have not had sports wagering forever. I don't know. But, I mean, those – it's it's a, it's part of the culture there more so than any other spot, including Las Vegas, in this country. I would be willing to bet, and that's that's why we're seeing you know on the monthly when you see the monthly numbers of of gaming, it, it Jersey in that area is always at a billion. Always, yeah. it is. You know what's funny about you? It's so weird. It, it's gonna be. We're all gonna. God willing, we're gonna be sitting here talking about this five years from now. Something like this, and just the way betting has evolved from taboo to now everybody's doing it. But then you still have these little setups. Do you realize, like, I if I drive forty five minutes, go over the bridge into PA, I have to change my account on Embedded. Mm-hmm. I yeah. can't bet with the same account. Where I'm going with that is. People think about the Northeast and they're thinking Atlantic City or they're thinking up at the Mohegan Sun or whatever. But here you've got what happened over the last 10, 15 years is all these little inland casinos set up. There's literally Bet Parks Casino walking distance from the stadium in Philadelphia. That's where it sits. So everybody's on their phone betting this game. And they've, again, back to my earlier point, I don't know if it's right or not, but they've basically been asked to pick a winner. And if you ask, somebody to pick a winner and they're convinced one team's better who the hell do you think they're going to pick yeah yeah i mean look from a from a gaming standpoint um you know especially how much it has expanded in the last couple of years uh, they could not have had a better team from the gaming standpoint than the eagles just because no of, doubt just because where they're located absolutely and that kind of gets us into one area. We're going to get into props and we're going to get in our picks and everything else. And, you know, folks, if uh, you want to jump in with us, you know, we've made that available and uh, maybe somebody will. Uh, if they do, I hope they have a good, you know, liability insurance and everything else. But yeah, any, it's also just real quick, Brian, sorry to interrupt. If, if anybody's out there with a fetish, Carl, take his shoes off. He's done that on Twitter. <laughs> they got, I had somebody wanted to buy my underwear. I mean, hey. <laughs> I mean, that's so, what happens. Carl, Carl, sorry, that was me. <laughs> man's, oh, goodness. Man's yeah. making naked wings. That's what happens. Oh, I wanna, be, be, before we get into the actual prompts and maybe some things we like or anything else on the game, whatever, Carl, the, the dynamic change of so many prop bets out there for the books and how has that changed some of the liability where it used to be, hey, we need Kansas City – hey, we need Philadelphia. Now we need Mahomes to be under. We need Jalen Hurts to not rush for over fill in the blank. That How has the prop betting market changed the liability to the books over the last couple of years? Yeah, look, we'll, we'll hold – the reason that we offer 400-plus props and, and now just about every book uh, does is, you know, there's a couple of props – uh, in here and in everybody's book that, that, uh, you know, like for, un, uh, we, you know, the book is going to need, uh, uh, under in Mahomes passing yards, probably under in Jalen Hurts passing yards. So there's a couple of props that the book will see a, 
uh, probably a loss. Just we we just can't win. But overall, the reason that we offer all these props, this is four hundred and something revenue streams. Uh, and I tried to explain this, you, you know, earlier. So at, this game, the game itself, it may come down to where we don't care who wins. We have we're gonna we hopefully Kansas City money will come in. We have basically no liability, or it'll be minimal. We're going to collect 31 futures teams that didn't win the Super Bowl, and we're going to pay out one. These these uh, these props are basically the same. We're gonna we're gonna pay out a couple, and we're gonna collect probably 400 of them. Um, and in the long run, you know, we're gonna end up holding about 80 percent of all the money that we take on the props. That's just the way it is, and that's why we offer it. Beautiful. I always want to be on the side of Carl Johnson yeah, every single send us time. A list of those props that you can't win on. <laughs> well, I mean, we're going to, we're, we're probably going to take a hit. I mean, we do every year. We're, we're probably going to take a hit on the quarterback passing yards. Um, you know, uh, uh, just stuff like that. I mean, but it's just so overwhelming. And there, look, there's another thing too. And I tried to, I, I was on the notebook wagering guys show the other day and they asked me this question. These, these props in this book, or if you look at them and I know all, all of us have looked at them, they're all correlated. Basically all yes. this stuff is, all this stuff is correlated, you know, and the, the biggest mistake that we see, in other words, when I'm, and I don't, I don't, I'm, I don't go crazy betting this stuff, you know, but, before I look at this prop sheet, I kind of envision how this game is going to play out. I might be dead wrong. My 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 vision of this game being played is that it's that it's going to be a close game all the way throughout. Probably a field goal will decide it. That's just the way I think. So based on the way that I'm thinking about the game, now I open the prop sheet and I start looking at shit. And, and some of the stuff that I like, you know, if I think it's going to be a close game throughout. The overtime comes into play for me. It's eight to one. I'm probably going to play that. Um, the uh, game decided by three points. It's four to one. I'm probably going to play that. Uh, and then also my favorite prop, uh, seeing that I believe that it's going to be a close game all the way throughout, is the largest lead of the game, the over-under 14 and a half points. I'm going to play the under there. So, and, and you guys may have a total different perspective, and you might be right. Yeah. But that's, I think that's the way you have to attack betting the props. You have to bet the props according to how you see the game being played. Well, and a lot of what you just did there, Carl, and, and Bill, I'll get your thoughts on this too and kind of your, your prop philosophy. What you just walked through, that's regardless of who wins. Yeah. That's a game script that it doesn't matter if you think KC or Philly is going to win. You've correlated the props to a close game. What does a close game mean? We think this is what it means. That's five to seven, you know, bets that you can worry, you know, not worry about who wins. Yeah. If I go all in and I, I believe that Kansas City is going to win by whatever, and everything I do is on Kansas City and it's all Kelsey and it's all this and it's all that, I've got a one-way street. You've got a two-way street right there when you talk about it from that angle. Well, I'll give you an example. I mean, and this is what we see over and over by people not thinking about this game. We had a guy at the counter earlier today. He plays – under on Kelsey yards, and he plays over Kelsey catches. I mean, that's impressive. 
I mean, how do you do that? I mean, if you're going to, he's got 13, two yard receptions, you know, I, we just, it's just, it's amazing. And that's one of the reasons why the book holds 80% of these props. Yeah. It's, you know, um, Ryan, you summed it up really well, right? Like what um, in life in general, you don't want to be <laughs> going down a one way street. Right. So, yeah. <laughs> so, but, but I totally agree. Like Carl just, said uh said that megan payton uh, who i thought did a really good job on beeson this week megan payton sean payton's daughter um she's very into this prop stuff and she said the same thing like figure out the way you think the game's gonna go but i think carl gave us the key there not the outcome just how you think the game's going to go and then because that can allow you to create the two-way street you don't want to get caught up because carl started this conversation out and he put it perfectly i want I, the way i you know when i was going through the props it's like they're all correlated they all want they all want to draw, they want to pull you down that one way street mm-hmm. and you can easily get trapped into it it's kelsey you know it's the opposite of what that guy did right like hey kelsey over how many catches over the yards and by the way give me three kelsey touchdowns and it's a Kelsey, not great. What the hell are you going to do if Kelsey pulls his hamstring in the first quarter? Right, like, you're nice. You're nice shit. Um, so I, I, I think that's right. It's the you said it, Carl, perfectly. I think Megan Payton did a really good job at it on Beeson this week. The, the, the best way to do this: sit back, figure out how you think the game's going to go, and then see what bets on a prop basis fit that. Yeah, and then, and then bet your conviction and go down that and, you know, give yourself a chance to have some fun. Okay, so all that said, do you all have any favorite props going into this game? Anything that you're looking at and going, eh, I don't know, it might win, it might not, but dang it, it's just too good not to have a little nickel on that thing. One thing I I would like to see is just, I, I know, and I know, like, you get the 350, 400 props, Carl, I don't know how many you guys have, but I think that was the, no, Thomas quoted that somewhere. Yeah. Um. You know, we've so you clearly have some creativity in those props, but I'd like to go even more creative. Like if you let the one more podcast do some of this, oh, like yeah. we would have let's not first <laughs> offensive lineman to show plumbers crack, right? Like you know something along those lines. We need that out there. There's a fan <laughs> yeah. for that. Um, in all seriousness, uh, I saw a couple of sharps or guys that I consider sharps on the Mahomes over 38 and a half attempts. I like that number. Um, the, I'm not, you guys know this. I, I think props are, uh, excuse me, uh, any kind of parlay or prop with multiple fa- uh, stages is a death trap. But Kelsey over 75 yards and one touchdown plus 160. Yeah. That's pretty damn yeah. good that's, to me. That's nice. a good bet. I mean, look, they – that's the type of bet you just they just gonna have to beat your ass because I mean yeah, yeah. like that's, like you've got to it, look if you want to beat me shutting down their second best player but their best offensive weapon outside of Patrick Mahomes that nobody else shuts down right um, that just tells me it was a bad night for the Chiefs and I and I and I'll, I'll take that but that's right. now, nobody know, can guard him I mean he's gonna go unguarded he's a no. he's a he's a power forward. Yeah. He can run a man beater if you're in man. He settles down in soft zone, and everybody knows he's going to be targeted. And since the Mahomes ankle injury, I think it's it's been something like, you know, 25 targets or something crazy like that. And he's still catching passes because he's that good. Yeah. I mean, again, game script. 
Do you think yeah. that Mahomes and Reed are going to go into the game Sunday and say, you know what, we're going to trick them. We're not going to use Kelsey. No. Well, think about, you know, Lombardi's talked about this before, right? Um, think about the best players in history offensively. Most times, those players, obviously, if they're the best player in history, people know they're good. You go into the game planning around them, and they still find a way to get the ball, <laughs> right? That's You don't stop those players, right? It's, yeah. oh, you know, it's the old saying, we can't stop them. We can only hope to contain them. Yep. Oh, it'd be it'd be like in the late '80s, looking at the Niners and going, you know what? I don't think they're going to target Jerry Rice. They're going to move away from him in this Super Bowl. Don't 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 you think every defensive quarter coordinator went in saying, "We got to stop Jerry Rice." Oh yeah, most touchdowns in history. Now, we'll 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 finish up here in a minute with our uh, with our thoughts actually on the game itself, whatever. But I want to get into the nebulous idea of the Super Bowl gathering. Bill, I am wondering is there a is there a Lombardi Berman quasi crossover gathering? Does he lock himself? Talk, talking about uh, Lombardi, obviously not yourself. Ryan, in Ryan. a closet, so Millie can't get to him, so he no, has this, the sound it, off. This is a weird year, so he got pulled out there he will be watching the game with patrick maher and decent people um millie's out there with him uh this is my nightmare scenario for a game because anytime <laughs> the eagles are in it uh and I, as a non-eagle fan around here you're it's it's brutal uh so uh we have decided i called my friend thomas gable today he was kind enough to to say come on over we got uh, three or four seats for you i'm going with nice. my, my sister-in-law and uh uh maybe my niece and i'm just gonna sit in a recliner and watch the game at the borgata um but in a normal super bowl you're right like we're rolling out but you're like it, we host the party it's food it's chaos it's nonsense it's block pools it's bet on the first lineman's ass crack oh what uh by the way what will be the signature dinner at the borgata coming up on sunday i don't, I don't know i mean this is we're going to sports books or carl whatever my food that's probably your food there right like it's gonna be it should be great it should be wings and all that stuff but thomas is uh he's first class so um he, he hooked us up but we're that's that's what we're doing but they're out there I, by the way i don't know how much of this coverage um not to get off on a tangent sorry ryan but no let's go on a tangent let's that, go this whole show's a tangent saddle um, up and ride let's uh, do it but but how much of the coverage curious you guys got to see this week out by visa in vegas it was awesome like it as was. crazy as that radio row has become it's just awesome how they rotate people in and this guy stops by and they're not just checking the box. You actually get some interesting conversation out of this. Did, did you guys? Did you guys see uh, uh, Mike and Patrick with uh, Caliendo today? Uh, oh, I, I missed it. Well, I missed Caliendo. I saw Mad Dog. Mad Dog. The, the only, th the yeah. only thing I hate about doing my show is that I literally am on eleven to one Central while Lombardi is on. Yeah. So I, I got to compete again. Uh, so they had Caliendo. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you know. I, like, like Bill said, I mean, it's that I guarantee you all those guys have had just a tremendous week. That's that was a hell of an idea. Uh, I'm so glad that they got down there. It's been it's been fun to watch. It's interesting, Carl. Uh, again, tangent alert, but I don't know if you guys, Ryan, as a as a fantastic radio guy, um, 
I don't know if you've had a chance to see that 30 for 30 with Francesa and, and Russo. Yes, Mike the Mad Dog. I watched oh. it last week. It was they great. Re- I saw the same one. They replayed it. And how that whole thing evolved, you know, at Radio Row and those guys being not directing but being part of it and essentially elevating it. So, and then you look at what it's become now. Um, it's it's crazy in a good way. Like, I'll take that all day long over that. We that's a whole nother show, but that Pro Bowl nonsense we saw last week. Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. That was Whatever that was, yeah. brutal. <laughs> oh yeah, Mikey the Bad Dog. Good. Uh, really cool. If people hadn't seen it, you gotta you gotta watch it. All right, let's uh, let's see what we got for the actual game script and what you guys think will play out. Let's start with you, Bill. What do you think is going to happen? I look. I uh, what I've been focused on is um, first half scoring for this game. Um, it's really interesting. You've got the first and second ranked teams in the league in first half scoring. Um, what gets more interesting is when you move beyond that. Um, the Eagles fall off the track. Now, again, Eagle Nation will say, hey, idiot, they blew a lot of people out this year. They didn't really have to do much in the second half. Okay, fine. The Chiefs stay consistent all the way through four quarters, really, for the most part. Fourth quarter tails off a little bit. But the Chiefs in the second half are ranked fourth in the league in scoring. The Eagles are ranked 15th. They're one and two with three points separating them in the first half. So where am I going with this? I think this game ultimately comes down to where the hell these teams are exiting into halftime. And I think if the Chiefs can be within three, have a th- have a lead or tied, I think the Chiefs win this game. Um, I think Philadelphia was not built and has not been faced with playing a good team from behind all year. And so uh, I I like the Chiefs in this game. Uh, Call it my emotional attachment to hating the Eagles. Call it whatever you want. I'm going to take the other side (laughs) of the behavioral experiment here. And I think this will be like a 27-20 Chiefs win with with the Eagles getting a field goal to bring it into that zone. It'll be more like 27-17. It'll be a – a more comfortable win for the Chiefs than that 27-20 suggests. All right, there's Bill. Carl, what do you see down there at the bow? Look, so two weeks ago, once once the Super Bowl was set, uh, I immediately, my first thought, I started thinking, man, you know, I want to bet Philadelphia. I like Philadelphia. I like the way they played all year. you know, and it's this might be one of those situations where the best team don't necessarily win because I I think this I think Philadelphia overall, when you put all the the, the parts of the game together, I think they're the best team. Uh, I think they I, I think they have both the the best offensive and defensive line of scrimmage. Uh, uh, I give the the skill positions I think favor uh, Kansas City, uh, but. You know, look, just from the betting patterns that I've seen, um, I am not going to bet Philadelphia. I may not bet the game itself. I'm going to I'm going to play my props that I, I said I was going to play because that's how I envision the game. But watching the betting patterns makes me want to make a bet on Kansas City real bad. There you go. 
Not that anybody cares. I like Kansas City in this one, 31-23. I do think one thing that Kansas City can do is put pressure on Philadelphia early. And it'll be an interesting scenario to watch Sirianni if you're down 7-10. Do you abandon script? Do you keep running? Do you got to throw? I don't think Philadelphia can play from behind. I know Kansas City can play from behind. So I'm looking at this one going, I think Kansas City can get out in front, make Philadelphia uncomfortable. It's a beautiful matchup. It's a beautiful game. And, Carl, I I think a lot of people should probably consider what you're doing and say, throw out the side, throw out the total. You've got so many other opportunities to maximize and make money off this game. You don't have to sit there and say, hey, it's the Super Bowl. I'm going to put all my bankroll on one game because it says Super on it. Yeah, I, I think you, I, Brian. I think you just completely nailed it in the game. I'm on the same side as you from a game standpoint, but I think you nailed it. It maybe get you, you, you know, you sit sit out the ultimate outcome, which is the shiny object in the room. Yeah, and just bet some props in this game. Yeah, yeah, that's I, fun. I think that's the way to go. And like you said, you know, I I happen to see it being a close game, so I'm going to bet the props accordingly. And uh, you know, maybe you know, I I don't I don't know. I, my heart says I'd like to see Philadelphia win one, uh, but, uh, you know, I, I think Kansas City gets it done. I'm going to take you around when you come up here, Carl, because we're scheduled here <laughs> to stay with us. Your yeah. heart is going to be different after I take you around. But, you know, look, it, it's just – it, it, it's not anything to do with the area. The, the I'm going to introduce you to some Eagle fans, I, and you'll I've never seen- think that way again. I've seen video and I know how they can get, but you know, you know what? You got to respect the love that those guys have for their team. I mean, I am. Here's the thing. My, my respect and love. uh, So my brother and brother-in-law are both diehard Eagle fans. As painful as it was in 2018, I was very happy for them. Uh, Frame the tickets, frame some pictures for them for Christmas. That I was thrilled for those guys. They had just yeah. suffered. Now screw them. They've got. <laughs> they've got one. They've got to win. I don't. I don't. I hope they don't win ever again. You know, uh, uh, I was looking at. Uh, you know, I, I kind of. I hold on to my sheets. You know, I try to. I try to file them every week. The truth is. Yeah, you guys have probably seen pictures of my desk. I got so much shit around here. You know, I just let it build up and then I clean it about every one. We need to talk to our staff about that. Yeah. But but my point was that I was able to, a a guy had messaged me and he wanted to, to see what the, what the Eagles were uh, before we, before it got football season. I was able to find him a sheet that was dated uh, April 11th and it was pre-draft. And the odds on the Eagles were forty to one, uh, so that's that's where we opened them at. And uh, you know, I mean, so our liability, we probably have more liability there. It would be good for the book. Everybody wants to know. I'm not saying that because you know I want to take everybody's money, but a lot of people like to know how we stand. It's going to be good for the book if Kansas City wins the Super Bowl for us, because from get go they've been a, a, a small favorite. Uh, so there's not a lot, a lot, of, not a lot of liability there. And then on the other hand, Philadelphia, we had a bunch of people bet that, and I'm sure Thomas is, you know, I I know that he's going to need candy. Yeah, I haven't talked, I haven't asked him that yet, but he's got to be swimming in yeah. eagle. Well, eagle yeah, dream. because that, like I said, in uh, we we operate off the same line, uh, and I know that in April they were forty to one, so I know he got hit pretty good. 
wonder if he will have a little bit of red in his tie come Sunday. Just, just, a, <laughs> just a little bit. All right. Hey, this has been a fun one tonight. A lot of good stuff. I can't wait for people to see it, watch it, and everything else. You talk about liability there, Carl. My liability is my inability to make good choices. So that's the biggest liability I've got going into this Super Bowl weekend. You guys so follow everybody. Pod, right? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> hey, you guys follow everybody on uh, Twitter, all that good stuff. Hit us up anytime if you got questions for us. We're always around. Uh, we'd love to hear from everybody. Um, and this is where we got to sadly say goodbye. But it's not goodbye. It's just until next week when you want one more. <laughs>